love his helmet joke. <laughs> you know, I was disappointed that Head and Shoulders doesn't have a body wash for knees and toes. Just saying. Isn't uh, our society amazing? Because we have, you know, social media is just the rage. Social me- I think they're going to combine YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and they're going to make this new platform called You Twit Face. <laughs> I heard that on You Twit Face. <laughs> anyway, we're glad you're here today. Let's welcome our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming. God is so good. It's great to laugh, and um, I'm trying to actually schedule. A, we had a really great comedian here, Bob Smiley. We're, we're trying to get him rescheduled uh, to come in as well uh, this year, and among, among other things. I, I got to hear a guy, and he was a great speaker. I mean, it was, it, I was just like, wow, he was really, you know, he was just really good. And he owns, get this, two Chick-fil-A restaurants in Columbus. And, uh, and I mean, it was just a great speaker. And uh, so I, afterwards, we were walking in the hall. I was at Faith Life at the men's conference. And, he, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're walking and somebody's walking at you. You know, you make eye contact. And there's, there's you know, dozens of other guys around and stuff. But you just kind of, and he walks by me and I said, hey, I really enjoyed um, the service. I loved your speaking. And he's like, great. And he said, hey, and you are. I said, so I said, I told him what I, who I was and what I did. And. He said, did you say Marion? I said, yeah. He was born and raised in Marion. Went to Eber Baker Middle School. That was my, I went there. And he lived on Merchant Avenue. And his dad used to be the pastor of Victory Center many years ago. And he told me his dad's name and I'd heard the name. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. He goes, wow, Marion. I said, yeah. I said, I'd love to have you come and speak sometime at the service. I mean, he was just He's just really good. And I said, and if we could involve Chick-fil-A in that somehow. And he just looked at me and pointed. He goes, we'll make it happen. I said, okay, here's a card. So if we have this guy, you need to come because we're going to get Chick-fil-A somehow. God's going to help us. We just want Jesus. Let me spiritualize that real quick. (laughs) But it was just a great conference. And the guys that attended, we thank you for Going down there, it was just, it's wonderful there. I bet you, John, was there close to maybe 700 guys or more? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and there were guys coming from all over states that were, that were just coming there. But just some great speaking and just great uh, time of fellowship. And uh, so, you know, next year, just, just come to that. $59 included three meals and everything in that session. And so well worth the $59, and, um, and it just was, was really good. Uh, so anyway, there's, there's a plug for that, but the guys had a good time. We've been talking about financial stewardship. We are in actually week six of this, and uh, we've, just, we've covered a lot, haven't we? And so sometimes, you know, you look out, and you're the minister, you're thinking, okay, the crowd is thinning because we're talking about money. Uh, you know, but hey, Jesus talked more about money than he did heaven and hell. You just need to know what God says about it, not what PB says about it, not what the banker says about it or anybody else. What does God say about it? And where do you fall in line with that? And, you know, that's that's my heart. I just want to share with you what the Bible reveals as truth. And how many knows the word is always true? 
So if we do what the word says, we are, God will, he's got it covered, literally. Money reveals where a person's heart is. That's what money does. Uh, and I'm not saying being, you know, just being rich for riches sake. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being rich so that you can be a blessing to other people. You can be a blessing to others. That's why he is looking for people that he can use that will bless other people and bring them in, into the kingdom. We have that certain scripture we've been looking at that talks about why if you, if you use the resources God has given you, when you get to heaven, people will come to your mansion and tell you thank you for getting there. And, you know, before the praise team came out, Mallory's on maternity leave. And uh, bless her heart, she's probably watching and probably holding little Asher right now. And... Uh, um, so, you know, all of these things are, are happening. She is like saying, I've just, you know, she's very appreciative of John. He's just done a great job. And uh, we're just so thankful for a wonderful praise team. Really, I mean, I love Faith Life Church. That's our, our headship and everything. But I really believe, and they have a great worship team. Great. My son's on that team. But I, I, I find anybody hard to compare with what we have here. Really. Uh, and I've got to speak at small churches and large churches in my ministry life, and we are very blessed. We are very blessed. But anyway, uh, you know, we were on our way out here before they came out, and John was telling me a story of somebody that just, you know, they had uh, a need, and they were some kind of a hospital or something, and they had connections, somebody that was very influential and had wealth, and said, man, we just need such and such to get by to, to do this. And that person said, I'll take care of it. They paid for the whole thing, paid for the whole hospital. You know what? And can you imagine being, you know, those, how many lives that would affect? And we have to start seeing ourselves. And I was telling PK this morning, I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to have a mortgage on this place. You know, I don't want to. Uh, we pay, we had two of them. We paid one of them off. We, we paid off the, the first one, $100,000. How God did all that, that's amazing. We still have another one. And, uh, and we're believing that instead of just paying a month. I just want to see it gone. How that's going to happen, I don't, I, I'm not going to worry about that. That's, that's in God's department. My, mine is just to do what I'm supposed to do and believe. So that's what we're believing. So I want to be, and that's PK and ours, I want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, helping as many people as we can. Just as many as we can. I've been telling you what the word says about money and the truth. How many knows the truth will set you free? We've, we, you know, just finding out things. And I'm getting testimonies now, people coming in saying, this, Pastor, this is working. We've been applying the principles you've been teaching us about the kingdom and about giving and, and all of that. And it's working. I mean, Wednesday, we just had a kind of a Q&A thing up here. And somebody stood up and said, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. Talk to their spouse and believing for certain things. And this is what he said. He said, I, I'm like, I don't even have any money to sow. And God said, get in your pocket. He gets in his pocket. He has a buck 83. That'll break the bank. He sows it. What they believe for came in. You're not trying to buy God. You got to understand what an agreement and a point of contact and, and just the, the law of the kingdom and the principle that's being used. Now, if he tells you to sow whatever, then you do whatever. But I'm here to tell you, if I've learned anything, we always discount what we have. Not just talking money, even in ourselves. And God says, I died for you. I sent my son for you. What you have 
is enough. Is good enough. So I want to be part of the kingdom. I'm glad the church is part of the kingdom. It takes, I mean, in this world, it's no revelation. It takes money to even maintain buildings. <clears throat> Ohio Edison, Columbia Gas, Aqua. I don't think they follow the kingdom principles. Uh, you know, they, they raise the gas budget or whatever at your, your house or your commercial building or wherever you're at. You know, I remember asking a lady one time, I'm like, you didn't even let us know you were raising that. How are we supposed to do that? This is, was her answer to me, you know, which if I go back, I'd break the words I just said. But this is back in the day. This is before I know what I know now. I said, so how are we supposed to cover that? You know, and this is, she said, Pastor Gleason, try to use the in, her voice in flux. That is not my concern. You just have to pay your bill, sir. Is there anything else I can help you with? And I said, yes, you could pay my bill. <laughs> that is not my job. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for your time. And, you know, God makes a way where there seems to be no way. But we as the body of Christ need to start operating in the authority that God has given us. And, you know... I wish I could say I do it all the time. I wish I could say I was perfect at it, but I'm getting better. We've been looking at Luke 16 and the parable of the unjust steward. 16.9 says, I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, that can be translated. If you look up the word fail there, it can also mean die. They may receive you into an everlasting home. And basically, we've talked about that song a little bit. You know, thank you for giving to the Lord. I'm a life that was changed. That was taken from that scripture. Knowing that people, as you give, that's what this is. Jesus goes on further. He's saying, if you use money, if you use mammon, money, to help others in their time of need, they'll remember you when you get to heaven. And he goes further in the next verse, in 10 of Luke, chapter 16, who's faithful in what is least is also faithful in much. He's unjust in what is least is also in much. He's saying, trusting God with your finances, just letting God say, you know what, this is the least I can do. If I trust you, I have to trust you. This is the first rung on the ladder. If I can't trust him in money, I'm going to struggle trusting him in anything else. I might say I trust him, but we all know sometimes it's not the whistle that pulls the train. There's got to be something in the engine. People will say they're trusting God for a major healing, but they won't trust him financially when they give. They don't think he's going to give it back to them. They don't think they'll be able to do anything if they put him first. Let me go ahead and pay these, and we rationalize everything out and say, well, God wouldn't want me, hmm, how many have ever done something and then asked God to pay for it? I have. Because I rationalized it out. Well, certainly we could do that, and then God would, you know, he would, you know. We find ourselves picking scripture that we like and leaving scripture alone that we don't. We, we have trouble seeing God where he says he will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings if we would really tithe. People say, well, tithing was in the Old Testament. It's in the New too. 
It's in both. It is. We only tend as people, I'm not saying everybody, so please. I'm just saying we've all probably been there. You might be there now. We only trust the things that we believe, maybe in the areas we've seen. But the ones that we're not sure of, it's just really hard to take that leap. Have you ever, in the summer, there's people that do water different when they swim. There's people that just take their toe and, ooh, that's, that's chilly. Some people, they have to walk out. They take my, my mom was one of those people. She would just take her hands and walk out. Pretty soon her fingers are touching the water and she's up to her knees. And like, you know, 10 days later, if you were doing a, doing a SpongeBob cartoon, 10 days later, mom would finally get out to her waist. And then there's people like me that would just be cannonball and just get it all done at once. There's people that do that in the, in the body of Christ. I just don't know if I can trust him. So I'll just... I'll just give him a little bit. I know he's asking me for this, but he loves me and he will always love me. And that is true. So let me just can, just give you the, if you don't tithe, it's not going to keep you out of heaven. He still loves you. He's not going to not love you. He will never not love you. You can't do anything to make him love you anymore. You can't do anything to make him love you any less. That's kind of comforting if you think about it. It's not based on my performance. It's my heart. It's my dedication. But we only like certain things in Scripture. I like this one, but I don't like this one. Here's a news flash. The whole Bible is true. Even the ones you don't like. Because it works every bit of it. If you just pick the ones you like, the others don't stay inactive just because you don't like them. You, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what the word says. And that's how things happen in the kingdom. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Do not doubt. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. You believe that. And you say, yes, I'm saved. How can you believe that and not believe Luke 6, 38? Given, it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. With the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. We control what happens because of our allegiance, our heart. If we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. We sow generously, we reap generously. But this is the starting point. Finances. Money. Kim and I have been doing ministry now for around 30 years, and I've ministered to hundreds and hundreds of people. And I, I honestly, I cannot think of one, not one mature Christian that doesn't trust God with their finances. Somebody that's been walking with the Lord a long time and has fruit, they're all givers. I can't think of one. I can think of people that walk with the Lord, but they still live on the struggle bus. They still love Jesus. They're still going to heaven. But if they were really mature and they studied the word, they'd be givers. 
People that are committed to the word are givers. Others give when they have extra, when it's convenient, when they want something. We have people that come to church when stuff happens. Would you please pray for me? And I, I don't, I want them to be at church. But if God is in your heart, church, this, this is a building. You are the church. I don't want you doing anything out of guilt or shame. I, I don't try to manipulate you into giving anything. I don't try to use gimmicks or anything. If I, if I would say if 10 people gave this, it's not a gimmick. I'm just saying this is the amount we need and this is how we could all share it. That's not a gimmick. That's just math. So many times we think this, what God says is not an absolute in our mind. It's a variable. Instead of seeking him first, if I don't, he'll understand. And again, he loves you. The earth's not going to stop rotating. Everything, I mean, and he, he's always going to love you. He will never stop loving you. I'm not even saying you'll get punished for that. That's not what I'm saying. This isn't about that. This is just about your heart. This is about the windows opening up. That's what this is about. Walking in full blessing. Do you like full blessing? I like full blessing. Giving is a kingdom law. If we don't believe that, that's just immaturity. That's just us saying, well, I just want to pick and choose what I like. So lack of trust is a sign of immaturity to God. If I'm going to say, I believe you here, but I'm not going to believe you there. We're not really believing. So here's what happens. And I know this is hard to hear. It's not so fun to preach either. Just so you know. If he's not Lord of all, is he really Lord at all to you? He is Lord. We recognize I recognize who's sitting in the presidential office right now. I don't claim him as my president, although, help me, Jesus. This is election year. Somebody better. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Look at verse 11 and 16. If you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? The true riches are people. That's the true riches. We've looked at this thing all wrong. God loves people. And if funds will help take care of people. You know, this. if you go to Faith Life Church, this, you know, and you want to see where we're heading, go there. We're preaching the same thing Pastor Gary and Pastor Drinder are preaching. Their facility is amazing. But the generosity and the way that they look at the kingdom is what we look at. We're at this men's conference, $59. And they even said, I don't even know because there's seven, 800 guys there. If it even covered the food, he goes, I'm not sure even all the food was covered. So for breakfast, well, that night we had, this is what they had. They have it all out there. And you just, you know, you just take a plate. There's people that will serve you. And some of it you can serve. They had salad. I'm going to make you hungry now. They had roast with some kind of really nice saucy gravy stuff on it. Some lemony chicken, something like that. Some kind of mashed potatoes, peas and carrots. What else did they have with the corn? Corn. Then they had some like grilled garlic panini bread or something with garlic butter or something. And then they had like about four or five different kinds of all kinds of cake just sitting out. <laughs> 
Karen's over there, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pastor, could you stop talking about that right now? I'm just having a little trouble. So, you know, and you're just getting what you want. Now, listen, and then there's coolers. And there's coolers. And the coolers are stocked full of water, zero Coke, regular Coke, and Sprite. You just help yourself. There's nobody there like, that's going to be 250 No, you paid for the conference. You just go and you just eat until you don't want to eat no more. To girls, <laughs> girls are like, well, that's... I mean, the food sounds good, but I don't want to eat, you know. To, to guys, yeah! They're like, ooh. So, so anyway, that was dinner. The next morning we go in. Here's all these tables. You just walk down the table. These are big bins full of Chick-fil-A breakfast chicken sandwiches, spicy or not spicy, just and the little sauce packets, you know. Just, you want one? You want two? You want four? I mean, they'd probably say just take one or two and go sit down, but you know there was a bunch left. There, all that. And then they had boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. I know. Jesus would eat Krispy Kreme. I did not have one. God is working in my life. Because I'm trying to melt some of this donut off me. But it looked really good. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> But I mean, just, but it was just up there for the taking. There's guys go back, get, you know, get more, get a plate, go back, get more, whatever. Uh, let me try to think. And for lunch, this was the other meal. We got a box lunch from Firehouse Subs. And you could get an Italian sub or a turkey one. Came with, you know, in the box, a little bag of chips, chocolate chip cookie. And then you pick your drink, water, or whatever the Cokes you want. And then there's guys going up getting another. I watched one guy, he had a couple in his arm. He's going out to his car. He's probably like, yeah, I'm taking these with me. Thank you. But, you know, nobody's going to stop him. Here's my point. Generosity. There are people there that, you know, people got saved during that weekend. There are people just raising their hand. Or they just saw God in a different way. Because faith life wasn't trying. And there was no, they never received an offering during that whole thing. And he said, if you want to give, you can just go to our website and give if you want to help us continue to do this stuff. You know, so it, it's telling you, we're not in this just to go. <laughs> we're not doing that. We are doing that to be a blessing. That's what they're doing. They're doing that to help you. They're doing that. To say, I want to get the gospel to you, the kingdom out to you. If we've not been faithful in the unrighteous. Mammon, who will commit you to the true riches people? If we don't trust God with our money, you're not going to get promoted. In other words, he's not going to use you as a vessel or a channel to pour more through because you won't even do what's least. I'm just, I'm just a white guy. So if I say I can't jump five feet, I said this last week, and maybe I'll get three or three and a half. I don't I can't, if I can't do five, I can't do ten. So if I can't do what's least, I certainly can't do what's greater. So we have to start asking ourselves, okay, this is the least I can use my faith for. Verse 12, if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Jesus is just going in deeper. And that's what the body does. We don't want to hear that. Well, no, please don't tell us that. We just like, can we just... Love Jesus and call today. We had somebody tell us that one year. 
And yes, we can love Jesus and call it a day, but you know, love is a lot of things. But it goes back to the beginning of the chapter and the unjust steward, how he handled the master's money. If you remember, he stole it for his own. He just used it. He charged people whatever, and he made his life really good. Then he got caught at doing that, and then he started cutting the master's money, giving people discounts so that they would feel guilty. When he lost his job, he could go to them and manipulate them into giving him something to eat or a place to stay or, you know, until he could figure out what else he was going to do. Remember, <laughs> we are stewards, not owners. If it's all about you, that's just selfish. You told me something, babe. You told me something that uh, Andrew Walmack said. Something about if you get, get it, there, something and there's plenty more. Something like that. What was that? One hand to receive, one hand to give. As the money flows through, there's plenty for you. Because he's not, he's trusting you to do with the funds what he's telling you to do. And it's not always easy. But he's trusting you. Will you do it? Because if you'll do it, he's going to keep using you. Does that make sense? But if you can't be trusted with other people's funds, you go, what's other people's? I worked for it. Again, mindset. Yeah, you got a job. How'd you get it? Well, I applied and I did. Remember that joke I told you about the guys that said, we can clone people. We don't need you, God. And, and God said, well, show me. And he said, yeah, guys, hey, grab that dirt. And God said, hang on. That's my dirt. Get your own. That's how you got your job. You might not recognize that God, but he opens up doors. Come on. No man can. I mean, he's, he's working in your life. You walk in his favor. You can have nice things. I have nice things, but my nice things don't have me. At any time, if he says, and I just did it recently, he told me to do something, and I did it. And it was not easy. But it's not mine. So, he wants you to be a steward and realize you have what you have because it was given to you by Almighty God. It's his. So some of that's going to answer why you're like, well, that doesn't happen for me. I might have just answered your question because he hasn't been able to trust you. If you don't believe God about finances, that's why it hasn't. It's why it's not happening. He wants to trust you. So do it. Whatever he tells you. Prove yourself faithful and which is least. Like he said, or like PK was saying, one hand to, to give, one hand, whatever that saying is. Yeah. As it flows through, there's more for you. Whatever she said, that's good. But if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. That's easier for me to say. But if your heart is wrong, we don't understand what we're doing because we don't see it. We, we make judgments and we, we behave and do things because we make judgments. So if our heart is wrong, what we do is as the water is coming, we're building a dam. And we're blocking it. We don't see ourselves blocking it. But we're not using the word as the truth that breaks that free. We are just using man's reasoning, our natural mind. And I'm putting the log. No, no, God will. He'll understand. Well, God understands. But that's not obedience. 
He knows how you think. He knows I stink at think. He still loves me, but he wants that to flow free. And so we'll build a dam because sometimes our motive is wrong. I just want this, this. Have you ever saved something and God said, I need you to give that? That's what happened to us. We bought a house. It's a beautiful house. Everybody, are there people that used to drive by our house? This is the house before two houses ago. Two houses ago. The house I have now is the best one I've ever lived in. But people drive by this house. It was on Irvin Chutes Road. I don't know if you, it was a big Victorian blue-gray house right there. People would just, I don't even know who they are. They'd have their phones out their window. Click, click. People come up in our drive. Can we have our prom pictures taken here? I did a wedding in the side yard. Kim and I put a big white gazebo out there. The neighbor bought that before we moved. But, I mean, it was, it was just a beautiful property. Had a pond with a waterfall. And I had the waterfall on a timer. And PK's room was up in the top there. And she could open up the window and hear the water in the morning. And so, you know, that was all. It was really cool. It was just like a little sitting prayer room for But our heart has to be, has to be right. You have to be the blessing. Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do that? If you're going to be used by the Lord, he'll want you to trust him. You will prosper. You will have abundance. And in that house, I will say this. It was such a leap of faith for us. We came from a, a property before that house, had 16 acres, best deer hunting I've ever had in my life. It was awesome. But you can't really live in the tree stand. I mean, I thought it was kind of cozy, but Kim didn't like it. So, you know, when we were moving from there, we were in town, and we had already started the church. We were driving an hour and 45 minutes one way to start the church. Everything, I packed the sound system in my car, would set it up, met in the school. We were trying to, like, oh, we need a house. Our kids, we had stuff in storage. I mean, it was, it was tough. And you can say, oh, yeah, that sounds tough. Well, I'm just saying, you walk it someday. When you're, like, living in between and all that, it, it can be taxing. And, you know, the kids, you know, they were different ages. And so, you know, you got to try to figure them, to feed them, get them home, get them in bed. I don't know how many nights I just carried them up to the, their bedrooms asleep. Because we, we spent the whole day. So we were looking for a house, and we went, and somebody had said, oh, you should go see this house. It just came on the market for sale, blah, 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 blah. It's beautiful. And so... Kim said, hey, why not? Well, then we just asked that day. We called that day, which normally, and Justin's a realtor, they don't normally do that. Most Well, the realtor would, but, you know, the people need 24-hour notice, so they don't always, I mean, they're nice, but, you know, they can't make the people show you the house because if they're not ready, they're just not ready. These people are like, sure, go ahead. So we got to see the house. They sat outside while we went inside, which is kind of awkward, but still we went to see the house, and it was it was beautiful, but it only had two bedrooms we got four kids so you know in my mind i'm like i mean this is a pretty house i mean had a huge family room fireplace in there huge family room big windows you know all that had a, 
the best thing I had a barn. Oh. Barn was heated and had water in it. Man, I wash. I could wash my cars in the winter in there if I wanted. Uh, you know, I dressed my deers out in there. I mean, it just is. It was awesome. Anyways, but I was like, oh, okay. So we we're looking through it, and the realtor's like, so you know, what do you guys think? I began to feel pressure and nails <laughs> in my arm. And I'm looking at her, and she's like, I want this house. I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I said, but honey, I only has two bedrooms. She goes, I know. But we need to go, and I need you to listen, because I feel we're supposed to get it. That house was listed at a price we had never, ever been. Just didn't think about it. I think the house... Before that one, we paid like 190 or something like that for it. And the guy in that house, when I offered it to him, he said, you tell him he's skating on thin ice. <laughs> I told the realtor, I said, you go tell him I'll go to another pond. <laughs> and he took our offer and we bought the house. Well, this one was pushing towards double of that. Wasn't quite there. But now you got to understand, we just started this church. It didn't even have an established place. We were meeting in a school. We had just been meeting in our living room. Now we're meeting in a school. It, this is all brand new. And I'm like, Lord. So, you know, I stepped away and I just asked God. And, and I felt the Lord, too, saying, you are to buy this house. And I'm like, we, there's only two bedrooms. We got four kids. They've lived in a camper. They're good. No, I, he didn't say that, but I mean, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. So we did. We went, and I said, okay, we'll take it. And the realtor looked at us like, what? I said, we'll take it. So we wrote an offer on that, and it, make a long story short, we got the house. To this day, I still don't know how we got the house when the church was just started. We weren't living here, but God did that. He opened that door, and now I want you to hear what I'm saying. I am nobody special. I am his kid. And so are you. That happened because we trust him. Because when he brings things into our house, we know where it comes from. And we are glad to give it back. And that house was used for the church for the first few years, we, met, we did everything at that house besides meet on Sunday morning. All the Bible studies, everything midweek. You know, I mean, when you do that and you're the minister and, and your whole house is pretty much that's the church building, people would show up there like it was the church, which is okay. But I came down one morning, true story. I didn't know I was going to be saying all this. Come down one morning. I've, I've got pajamas on like I'm going to Walmart. If I'd be Arrow, I'd say Walmart. I got a cup of coffee in my hand. I'd just been up talking to PK because that's up in that little prayer room where she listens to the waterfall and stuff. Come down. There's a woman sitting at my kitchen table. And I, I got a cup of coffee, and I, I go, good morning. My hair looks like. And she goes, oh, good morning, Pastor. Hey, go ahead and get ready. I just let myself in. I'll be here when you get down. 
walk back up the steps. I'm like, Kim, there's a woman in our kitchen. I mean, it's just, it was one of those, woo. I mean, I've been in there before. We, we've been there, come home. People are in the house helping themselves in the fridge, which, okay. We were hungry, thought we'd get something, knew you wouldn't mind. Okay, thanks. Go to my dad's house, you can get some Bronzewagger, that'll help you. That's like poop paste, you don't want that. That's terrible. My mom used to give me that going to school, that gets you in fights, don't do that. So anyway, let me move off this. God will provide, but he, he trusted us. And then, you know, things would just happen. And here's why, you know, I'm just telling you real life stories. I can only tell you mine. And I am in process. One of these days, I'm going to put a book out. And all these stories will be in it. <laughs> but, I mean, we saw, I had a, an Oldsmobile Bravada, mint shape. Didn't know anything on it. Worth thousands of dollars. We're going to sell it. We're going to remodel the, the attached garage and make it a bedroom for the boys. And then we promised them, this is what we're going to do. And so we so people are going to buy the bravada. I'm like, yes, this will cover everything. We'll give a tithe off of that, and this will cover everything. And God said, I don't want you to tithe off of it. I want you to give it all. But God, and he didn't say anything. I want you to give it all. So I went to her and said, he's telling me to give it all. And you already know what her answer is. I don't even have to go talk to her about it. She's going to say, well, you just better give it. So we did. So then we had a meeting with the boys. Boys, we're going to do what we can. I don't know how God's going to do this, but he's going to provide for your bedroom. But he wants us to give all the money from the car we were going to use. And they said, I don't like it, but okay. Of course, even if they said no... <laughs> Sorry for your luck. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. But they were very, I mean, our kids have known us. You know, they know how we operate. So they're like, okay. But see, they would live there and they would watch God do miracles. Because he did provide for that. He did provide for us to redo their room. And we did give that check. We, now listen to me. We gave the check first. Do you understand? Before I saw anything. Because it's not mine. He will provide. His laws state that. And we obey his laws gladly. According to the word, it will happen. Provision will come. It's already been supplied. I'm just waiting for it to show up. I'm expecting. Now, everything that I like this, this will be on this whole message will be online. You can go to our website. Ron is very good about putting those up there. You can download it for free. I've had ministers say, you know, you need to put all that stuff on CD and you, you should charge people. And you could make some money. That's not my heart. My heart is if I can show you something and you need to listen. Because if you're like me, I don't always catch it the first time. I want you to get it for free. Now, if I go speak somewhere and say I'm there and, and like I've, you know, they don't. They don't want to download the free version, and we made other versions. There is cost to make that. I get that. But we, you know, so there, there may be a charge. But we, right now, we're not doing that. But as far as we're concerned, everything that we do here, to the best of our ability, you'll be able to download and get it. Or just go on and listen to it, you know, whatever. 
for free. Our heart is to be generous. That's what we want to do. We want to give. We have other ministers that come in here and because they travel, even at Pastor Gary's church, all of his stuff is out and people are paying for that. They're coming from all over. And if the Lord has us put things in form like that, and that's what you want, you can pay for that if we do that. But there's always going to be where you could still get it if you didn't want that. Okay? You understand? Because there's some people that know I want the solid. I don't want to download. I want to have it in the case. And I want that. I get it. <clears throat> we'll figure that out as we get there. But our heart is to do everything we can to, to help you. But we bless those ministers that come in. Because they'll ask if we have a merch table. That stands, that's lingo for merchandise. They have a merch, you know, because they're coming from all over. Can we put that out? Because that's part of how they are allowed to continue to do what they do. And we, we just say, yes, we'll, how many tables do you need? And we'll put those out. Now, you ask me why. Now, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm just trying to be as honest as I can because we continue to be blessed. We do not want to build a dam to stop blessing. The people that we have in here, we have in here. It's not because we just did it willy-nilly. It's because we have them here because the kingdom of God is using them to bring people to him. And we get part of that. Do you understand? They don't give me a cut of their table. They don't do any of that. We don't ask for any of that. But because we are generous, we are part that enabled them to preach the kingdom, to preach the gospel. And someday they'll come up to our mansions and say, thank you for having that person. Because of them, I gave my life to Jesus. We are here by the call of God, and it is him who we serve. And you cannot give God more than he'll give back to you. You cannot outgive God. He is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. We are to seek him first. Matthew 6, 33, seek the kingdom of God, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The other things is talking about what you eat, what you wear. You just go after God first. All that stuff will be provided. If you put his kingdom first, listen to me, and don't take this out of context. If you put his kingdom first, he'll build your kingdom. Not that you are having a kingdom, but I'm saying he'll build your world. Not that it's yours. It's still his. Understanding where you fall in that line. I mean, this isn't, you know, we, you've heard that a man's house is his castle. Come to my house, I'm king of the castle. I'm the, I'm the yes, that's a priest in my home. Yes, she's also a priest. I get that. But I would, listen to me, I would have nothing without the kingdom, without the Father. Everything is under him. You need to understand that. Whatever, oh, this is my ministry. You don't have a ministry without God. Everything we have is the kingdom's. You will prosper more accidentally than you ever did when you were trying on purpose to try to, try to do it on yourself. If you're trying to seek it on yourself or get, 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 get on yourself, you will prosper more accidentally by just saying, okay, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but it's yours. There'll be things that'll just happen, and you'll be like, what? And God will just take care of you, and you'll know he's ordered your steps. You'll know he's opened the door. I know it might not make sense to you, but that's because you don't see God as your source. I do. 
you need to as well. If you see yourself as your source, you're going to be in the earth curse system with hard labor and toil. And I'm not saying you're not supposed to work, but I'm saying your mindset is wrong. Your heart is wrong. If you see yourself as you are the source, it is by your hand. I had trouble with that. I'd have trouble letting go. You ever take a toy from a toddler and they say these two words, it's mine, it's mine, 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 mine. And that's what we've grown up with. It's mine, leave it alone, it's mine. Maddie, she was in the nursery. She didn't like any kid messing with her, any toy she was playing with. True story. Hope you're listening. She'd go over to a kid and just whack him. Take the toy and then go sit in the timeout chair on her own. We'd get stories like that and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Maddie, why? She goes, it's mine. It's not yours. We'd have to get her to understand. You have to share. I did share. He had it for a second. No, Maddie. See, when you start giving... And you understand it, that's when freedom comes. When you don't lay claim on everything, that's freedom. That's when you can say, yes, you can have that. Lord wants me, he wants me to bless you with this. What? There's freedom in that. You see, because when you can give, money isn't your master anymore. It's your servant. It's the tool. How many remember Jay Leno and the Doritos commercial? Anybody besides me? My wife. You're so sweet. Isn't she precious? That Jay Leno had the Doritos commercial. I don't know if you remember. He would eat one. He goes, go ahead. We'll make more. That was the big thing. We'll make more. We've had to tell God. We've had to get that mindset because before it was like, no. How many are chocolate lovers? Everybody. I mean, Jesus is probably eat chocolate. But if you have your favorite chocolate and somebody gets into it, it's mine. Get your own. Don't touch the precious. Isn't that, I mean, you're almost like, ah! I don't know where all this is coming from. <laughs> I, have, I knew a mister one time. He loved Hershey's bars. Put them in the freezer. I love frozen chocolate, too. I think that's awesome. I think that's the way you should eat it. So, uh, I, you know, evidently his wife kept eating his candy. He'd go in there to get his bar, and it'd be gone, or half of it'd be gone. He's like, would you quit doing that? She goes, I like it. It's mine. So he went. And he unwrapped carefully a Hershey bar, took the Hershey bar out, replaced it carefully with an X-Lax bar, wrapped it back up. I know there's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> they get to heaven, she's not going to be going by his mansion saying thanks. <laughs> the story that went on after that, it was hard not to laugh, but he said, they're sitting at table, and he said, we're just eating. And she goes. <laughs> and she left the table real quick, and he's at the table going. 
I don't know that he ever got to sleep in this bed for a while. Because she figured out what happened. My point is, be generous, but not that way. Be honest, be generous. They showed this clip, and it was already in my notes. I turned to Justin yesterday. I think it was, uh, it was Jordan I turned to. I said, that's in my notes. The guy from Chick-fil-A showed a clip from Braveheart. William Wallace. How many have ever seen that? Face painted blue, and he's on that horse, and they're about to do battle, and he's riding that horse, you know, and he's done. Oh, you might live another day, but, you know, and he goes on. And, but you need to go fight and fight for freedom, you know. And it was, it was awesome. That's what this is like. Because money has you just pinned and ground. Because everything, money makes all your decisions. Money tells you what you can do. If you don't like it, change it. Let it be the servant to you. Let God be your source. And then money will start coming to you the way that it should. In abundance, but as a flow. And you'll be blessed, but you're, you're not the owner. You're just going to do with it what he tells you. Luke 16, 13 says, No servant can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one, love the other, or he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or God and money. So mammon was a, was a false god, but mammon was a demon god, and it had demonic power, and it was controlled through, through finance. So money can be controlling. All kinds of things from prescriptions. So oh, I can't do that. I need this. I need. And you should be a good steward. I get it. But who's your source? People will compromise their integrity with money. Just depends on what it is. No, 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 no. I'll give you $100. When do we go? You know, that kind of, people do it all the time. I was watching Duck Dynasty the other night. Comes another story, but it's a quick one. But anyway, they they let the you know the wives of the the duck masters or whatever they are, uh, the Robertsons. They put them on the roof. They were getting something off the roof, and they took the the lift away. And they're like, "You went down," and and Willie's wife's like, "No." So, but Jep's wife is up there, and he said. $100. So they, she's bargained with him for $100 to get down. Yep, okay. Which is, you know, the, the, my whole part of the story is people will do a lot of things for money. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. $100. Okay, when do we leave? You know, those kind of things. But you can't serve two masters. Quit serving money. Serve God with your whole heart. Seek him first. I challenge you to tie 10% plus offerings. I challenge you and see what happens. But Brad, I don't know if I can. You can. I challenge you. We, we've had the same thing. We, people, I can't afford to tie. Listen, in my opinion, you can't afford not to. Because you want to be that, Lord, just show me. And things just start happening. And this is what happens with most people. Well, not most people, but it happens. I tried tithing one time. It didn't work, so I'm not doing it again. So was your heart really in the right place? I'll do it once. It's not yours. It's not yours to say how many times. It's his. If your heart's in the right place, God, I just want to, whatever you say. Right now, Kim and I give about double of that. And we want to do more. 
I want to be up here someday and be able to say, look how much God has done. Not look what we did. And so I'm not saying that to say, look at it. What I'm telling you is, I trust him. Sometimes I think she trusts him more than me. Because she'll give anything. I've seen her do it. But our needs get met, not because we're anybody different than you, but because we're givers. We're his kids. He wants to bless you. But you can't serve two masters. Money is a tool. It doesn't dictate to you. You start telling it what to do. Money is our servant. We bring it to the storehouse the way the Bible says. And we give offerings wherever the Lord says. Some, you know, we give them here. We give them other places. I give offerings at Faith Life. We give them at other places. We give to different ministries, but it's not our tithe. Our tithe goes here. Let me tell you this, and I'm just about finished. When we do it, when we give, it breaks the spirit. Now, let me tell you why. Because we can talk all day long. But if I tell her I love her, but I never show her, talk is cheap. When we put our actions, faith without works, it loosens the grip of the enemy. Because you don't care about him anymore. You don't serve him. There's a new sheriff in town. Your desire to serve God screams louder than the desire to keep the money. If we let money talk, fear is winning. Kim and I talked today and, you know, we're human. And she's like, because sometimes, you know, just as a pastor, sometimes, you know, it feels like the church is on a struggle bus at times because, I mean, again, Columbia Gas, Ohio Edison, I can't be the only one that believes in tithing. And they, you know, I don't want to struggle. I don't want money to be in control. I want, I want God to be over everything. So we serve God. Or we follow mammon. I don't want to follow mammon. Because when we do that, we actually pick sides. And we pick the demonic side of the enemy. When we just don't want to do what, hey, God, I'm not doing that. That opens the door for fear. Joshua says, choose this day who you will serve. That's why giving is so powerful. Because money is a tool. It doesn't have, you decide where it goes. You have the authority to put it wherever because it comes to you. Let the spirit of God rest on it. Let the spirit of mammon rest on it. Choose. Faith without works is dead, James 2.20. So mentally agreeing is one thing. Putting action with it is another thing. And I have been guilty of procrastination, have you? We're going to start a small group. Procrastinators unite tomorrow. <laughs> Don't put it off. Get free. Know that, you know, I know God gave you feelings, but just to know like, wow, it was so good to give. It was so good. Be consistent. Don't do it just one time. Lord, let me follow you wholeheartedly. When we do that, it changes the atmosphere. It changes our mindset.
Trust him in your finances. It's the very least. There is seed time and harvest. So time gets involved in all this. Look at here, I'm going down, so you know I'm about done. So sometimes we sow and we go, oh, and we have seen it. Sometimes as fast as I can give it out, he's given it back. Sometimes it's just the amount I gave out because I still had stuff to learn. Other times it's more. And then other times it just takes time. But see, I can't worry about the time because I know the law is in place. A farmer plants his seed. He doesn't worry about once it's in the ground, the ground does what it does. The soil does what it does. He doesn't know when the thing's going to shoot up. He doesn't worry about that. You can't worry about that. That's, that's up to God. Your job, seed time. And then God will use you for harvest time. You can just be like, because if, if I've had one person say it, I could, we've had dozens of people say, how did this happen for you? How did that, how did you get that? How did that come about? How did that show up? And I'm not an expert and I have missed it. But I will tell you, he's never missed me. And when I line myself up with him, things just start happening. And if it ever doesn't, or it seems like I've missed the harvest, I'll explain that. I keep saying I'm going to, and I will. What do we do if we felt like we've sowed and then nothing happened? There's only a couple answers. It's either not time or we missed it. And then what do we do? I'll show you that. I really will. You just can't outgive God. This is a trust issue. This is a heart issue. That's it. Now, you know, if you feel like I'm just, I'm pushing you for finance, that's not my heart. My heart is telling you, there are people that are watching right now, and I'm telling you right now that some of them have a very, God wants them to do something, maybe like PK and I have done, and they have just been, I just believe God is saying, just obey me. Just do it. Maybe it's you here. I don't, I don't know your situation. And, and just so you know, just so you know, I never look at what people give. She can tell you, I don't do that. I just don't. You know why? Because this is about you and God. This is not about me. This is between you and the Father. You look at me and say, how did God do that? Signs always point to something bigger than them. I just have to point to God. That's how he did it. Where I live now, he did that. Where I lived before, he did that. Where I lived before that, he did that. How did, he did it. What do I do? I just line myself up. Do you ever get out of line? <laughs> I wish I didn't, but I have. And he's never left me. He helps me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?